Hey DNVR listeners, we're excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives, and their reviews are incredible, so check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has helped decrease anxiety, you name it. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. As Strava says, drink deeply, live full fully. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. Plus, you can get it shipped straight to your door. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole. A left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Call J.T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. <laughs> That's only in the morning. You should be Hello? up cooking breakfast. AJ out here <laughs> spitting rhymes as we are live with the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations today or check out online and visit your local TGS Express checkout to pick up. Plus, you can get 20% off when you use code dnvr 20 or you can get it shipped straight to your door. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hafley, the Rhyme Master. We're here talking abs as they are 2-0 to start the season, picking up another win over the weekend over the much-hated Minnesota Wild. I'm going to mm. admit it was a closer game than I wanted it to be, but you got the W. I mean, anytime it's not 6-1, to one, Fair. something like that, yeah. it's, you're like, ah, missed opportunity. Very much. But a win is a win. That's true. And watching them lose is always glorious. <laughs> it never it never gets old, man. They watching them lose and just watching watching as the the jumbotron pans to the guy in the Parise jersey as he walks out. It's so satisfying. Just get to step it, buddy. It's so nice when the game-winning goal is basically a work of art as well. Yeah. Yeah, the third goal, a little tic-tac-toe. Yeah. It, it was nice, the, man. The three-headed monster said, oh, right, we win games. And well, and the funny part was was they Minnesota did to themselves. Oh, yeah. You just let Ryan Graves shoot it. <laughs> I mean, you could you could have either McKinnon, Landeskog, Ranton, and take a shot. You could have Ryan Graves, and they defended Ryan Graves. Yeah. And it was like, you know, you did this to yourselves. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how great Zuccarello could really defend Graves, but I guess he knocked him over on the play. But <laughs> yeah. It worked out for the abs quite well. Overall He looked like he looked like Little Mac <laughs> punching <laughs> punching the bald bull. <laughs> jumping jumping up into him. Graves' pants fell down and they that's, both fell that's over. Right, yeah. <laughs> it just it looked like he like jumped up to hit him and then he just like latched onto him and then tackled him and then they both went down. And Fair. then the have scored a game-winning goal. Right. This is good fun for it was everyone. like the easiest goal of Landy's career, too. <laughs> it was funny. After the game, he was like, oh, I've been scoring those for years. They've, yeah. been, they've been putting those on my stick my whole my whole career. <laughs> too easy. 
hey, take it where you can get it. I think that ties him with Matt Duchesne all time in an Avs jersey, right? So he's climbing the list for goals. Yeah. So. No, it was his twenty seventh game winning yeah, goal game in his winner career or something. So he's he's picking up the <laughs> stat lines. He's he's starting to get up there. Yeah, he's uh, he's accumulated. This is his ninth year. Yeah, time fly or what? I know. That's, he's gonna have played eleven years at the end of this deal. Yep, that's crazy. Yeah, now I feel old. <laughs> I mean, we're in year four of Miko Ranton. I know. And it feels like yesterday that right. baby Bambi stepped onto the ice. Couldn't and even stand up on his skates, it feels like. Right, yeah. <laughs> thus, he, thus the Ramby. Yeah, exactly. But now he's he's over that. He's yeah. the big moose now. Right. He's <laughs> He's all grown up. <laughs> and he won't stop scoring goals. Yeah, I know. Who needs preseason? Who needs practice? Just show up and score three goals in two games. <laughs> well, I, I do want to kind of break down the game a little bit more. Because the Avs kind of rolled the ro- rode the roller coaster in this game. First ten minutes was just absolutely lights out. They look like they could win the Stanley Cup if they play like that. Yeah. And then the momentum did seem to catch up to them. And this was a big, big problem for them last season where when things went wrong, everything started to go wrong. And it takes them a while to right the ship. Well, you know, they get – it was very – it was eerily similar to the Calgary game, right? Where they get off to that hot start. And you're like, they could be – they could run these guys out of the building. And then they have an own goal yep. to get the other team back into it. And then a super questionable Burakovsky penalty leads to yeah. a power play goal that ties the game. Very true. It's, you know, and, and I think it was a weirdly refed game. Like, I don't want to get too much into that. Side both of, things, of them were. They were really weird. Both, yeah. both of the games last week where it was just like, oh, my gosh, are you ever going to let these guys play? Right. Because when they when they got solid five v five time, they were doing just fine. Yeah, it and I mean I you take the abs if you look at the rosters on paper ten tight ten times out of ten at five on five against yeah, Minnesota. Of but. course, I mean Minnesota is just not anywhere near the horses to keep up. Yeah, it that's just the way it lines up. But you're right, there it was really hard to find any flow to the game. Yeah, and I imagine for the players that's tough too because yeah. you're digging in, you're starting to get into it, and then oh, you're on special teams again. Yep. Every couple of minutes, you're on special teams. You're on special teams. And it was just really it was really frustrating to watch. I'm sure playing it was difficult to to, to get into as well. Uh, I just – you have to remember there are two NHL teams on the ice. You yep. know, you all, it's always easy because we look at things from Colorado's side. Mm-hmm. But it's it's important that we remember that – you know that there are two NHL teams out there, and Minnesota's not a bad team. Certainly, I mean, I think I think they're not necessarily a playoff team, but they'll be. They'll they're not going to be like a, this. Is not going to be like a sixty-five point pushover. And even then, it's the NHL. You play yeah. the games for a reason, right? And and we see even the worst teams in in the NHL win thirty games a year. Yeah. So, you know, you're <clears throat> you're you're still. You still have to go out there and do a job and and win and you know we always talk about putting together the sixty minute efforts and and all of that but it's it's really just 
what's, what was different about the first two games and the Minnesota game, I think especially, was they handled the adver- the adversity just fine. Yeah, they didn't ever look like they were feeling sorry for themselves. You know, they got pushed back on. Yep, but it didn't stop them from doing anything. They didn't get out of their game. They didn't. They didn't have any like major like emotional breakdown. I mean, I would say they were struggling through parts of the second period. Well, sure. I, I mean, I think I, th- I, th- I think they got pushed back on. You know, I think I think Minnesota dictated and did what they wanted to do. I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that. That's you know. I don't know that that's a, a ding on Colorado. You're gonna have to deal with that. I. I think it was some of Colorado's own doing. I, they missed the net a lot. You were more than halfway through that second period, and they had three shots on goal. Then Minnesota got a couple of power plays, and all of a sudden shots were 8-3 at one point in the period. Well, and that's, I mean, the the penalties is... Yeah. is Was problematic, and certainly we could have gone through all of those penalties and, and played real or fake. Absolutely. There were some, some dicey ones at best. But. I mean, that Tyson Jost interference was yeah, embarrassing. That was not a penalty. I mean, you see those, how many how many times a game you see those little stick, stick fights on guys right. going Constantly. to the center of the ice? It, and, it happens every time. Well, and and through you know certainly no intention of his, his stick ended up in that skate of Dumba, and then then they're like, oh well, you can't do that. And, it, and then Dumba falls and flips over and well, whacks Kadri around. Yeah. And he slashes his hand. Right. So. And it's like, dude, like, do you have to be in control of your stick or not? Exactly. Like, make up your mind because you just called one penalty, and then on the other one you were like, eh, eh, <laughs> we're good, like. What the hell? Yeah, it's all you can ever ask out of refereeing is for consistency. That's They're never the going to be perfect. You're not but. even asking for them to be competent. You're just saying, look, just be who you are. If you're Tim Peel, we know that you're going to not know what goaltender interference looks like. That's fine. <laughs> just do it to both teams. You know, in the case of Francois Saint Laurent, you're talking about look. You know that the guy doesn't know what penalties are. You know that every single game that he referees is an adventure in unique interpretations of the rule book. You understand that going in, but you just want him to uniquely interpret those rules the same way for both teams. And he's just such a moving target. It's yeah. like it was like spinning a wheel. It was like playing The Price is Right with the guy. You have no idea what you're going to get on any given shift. Well, Peel and St. Laurent are definitely two reasons that I drink. <laughs> so uh, it's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. I have another one to display for you today nicely for the camera. For those of you watching live, it's the Colorado Core. It's really a a great beer we have some here in the bs or the dnvr caught myself that time offices uh it's built as a crisp semi-sweet apple blonde ale with a dry finish it's kind of a cross between a beer and a cider i don't know if you agree you're drinking one over there but i would say that's fair as a big cider fan more than beer fan yeah i would say it's it's like right down the middle of the road well and and you're like you're a big fan of their other fruity beers too like the strawberry mm-hmm. sky and stuff so so you're kind of the big expert fan of on a it. big fan of fruity things <laughs> in, in general, general fair definitely fair but yeah so i mean really if you're into the fruity beers they have those breck also has plenty of other dark beers i had their autumn ale the other day and it's 
much closer to like a Guinness style of a very dark and heavy. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet, but I saw their 472 IPA as well is, is one I got to get my hands on. Getting the thumbs up from behind the camera here. I'm sure Kale's a IPA fan. But it, yeah, they have something for everyone and we highly recommend them. If you get the chance, check out the Breckenridge event calendar over on ddnvr.com. We have all of our events planned there and we'll be drinking Breck brews at them. So RSVP, come out and have a few with us. All right. Back into the Avs chat here, this Minnesota game. I was very, very encouraged by what I saw from Grubauer. Okay. The two goals that were scored on him never had a chance on either of them. Both were deflected. Uh, own goal and then power play goal off Dumba, of Parise. Dumba, really? Yeah. The thing got, it got 100% hit Parise right in the leg pads. Oh, he didn't even get credit for it? Yeah, they haven't changed it yet. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I'm not giving a guy credit when a puck hits him in the leg. You didn't do anything, dude. You stood there. Fair, but he, it definitely hit him. It did? Okay. Yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought it was just a. No, it, it hit him, and even if it didn't, he that's, was fully screening Grubauer that's the what, whole way. I mean, well, that's what Matt Dumba does. Dude. That's like, very that's, true. That's the electric element he brings to that team that yeah. really nobody else does. Yeah, exactly. Is is that he can do special stuff like that. So I was just giving Matt Dumba credit. <laughs> I mean, it was nothing against Grubauer. He couldn't stop that. Yeah. He was credited for that. He, yeah. I, he, they did change it to pretty same? Cool. I, I thought they would. It certainly didn't happen during the game because they, they let us know those things. But the scores were talking about it after the second period. Yeah, no, when you sit there clipping the game and you go frame by frame to try and make sure you get the scoring correct, you're like, yep, that changed direction. Yeah. Uh, but look, other than that, he had some truly highlight reel saves in this yeah. one. The and big glove save on Donato was great. Multiple breakaway saves. Yep. And then hey, he picked up an assist, too. So <laughs> What? Yeah. Well, he sh- or he should have. He made the save it went right to ryan graves and he dumped it into the empty net oh uh as of immediately after the game that was still unassisted yeah i know i don't know if i don't know if it still sits that way i'll be really disappointed if they don't give him an assist that's <laughs> it'd be so fun sad. it'd be fun if they didn't because then that would or if they if they did give him the assist because then that would mean only four guys did not get points <laughs> Including the goaltender. In the in in the two games. It would have been Timmons, Johnson, Kadri, and Jost. Yep. That was I mean, we can talk about that for a second too, and, and this will go into kind of going forward here. Scary moment at the end of the second period. Kadri takes a Makar shot off of the ankle, goes down the tunnel. Don Skoy gets run into at the blue line. Clearly that in was, pain. That was borderline. Yeah. Uh, the Donskoy hit. Yeah. Because he was clearly um, reaching for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I am... That is that is questionable stuff. Dangerous, too. Yeah. That's the thing, man, is that the only result of that is a dangerous hit. Yeah. There is no, there's no alternate universe where, great hit, you sprung the puck <laughs> and you did your job. Like, it's only a dangerous right. hit. Bad parts are going to come together and bad yeah. things are going to happen. And it was a good thing that Donskoy finished the game out, uh, did not practice today. Kadri did not practice today. Um, no Belmar. Right. They're all having kind of maintenance days yeah. or whatever you want to call it. But yeah. And it, it sounds like they'll have tomorrow off as well. Yeah. So. I mean, with the, with the long week, why not? Just right. Give them the extra you have time. four days off. So. Yeah. No need to push it at this point. For sure. 
Um, I liked everything um, about the Minnesota game, man, because I thought they closed well. Yeah. You know, the Minnesota's, like, big push did not happen until the last, like, three minutes. Otherwise, yeah. I thought that the period was – I mean, it was it was tilted towards the abs end, but it wasn't the turtle. Right. It, it wasn't It wasn't them sitting back and just being like, okay, well, we're just going to try to roll lines, and you guys are going to cave us in for 10 minutes, and we're just going to hope to hang on. I, they were playing hockey. I do wonder if a little bit of that is the lack of high-end talent on Minnesota, but it, you're right. The abs didn't just cave, so – I mean, anytime we can take a shot at Minnesota, I'm down. <laughs> fair, fair. Well, what I can tell you about Minnesota, if we're taking shots at them, as far as NHL relative, I think they're moving down a tax bracket or two. Nice. So, nice, 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 nice. <laughs> In Colorado, there's a new alternative for addressing your tax needs. Symbio Tax and Administration provides their clients with honest and knowledgeable tax services from a licensed professional. You guys know we're all about taking care of our own, and George over at Symbio Tax is a proud DNVR subscriber and a diehard Avs fan. Whether you have a small business, you're looking to rent out a room in your house, or if you just need to get your tax return filed, go to a qualified professional to understand your tax requirements. Don't end up at one of those retail tax chains. Call Symbio Tax today for a free consultation at 720-365-4470 or visit them at symbiotax.com. That's S-Y-M-B-I-O tax.com. All right. Second segment here. I want to get into a little bit of the news today, as reported on Twitter by our own Evan Rowell. It sounds like growl. It's, it does sound like you have to growl it out yeah. a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, Timmins. It sounds like is going to be reassigned to the AHL after two games. I don't get it. I don't understand that either. If you're going to keep him, at least give him, you know, like nine, right? I mean, if you're going to keep him, and then you're going to talk it up about, oh, this was a unanimous decision, and everybody right. was was agreed that this was the way to go, and like if that's if that's how you guys felt. Two games undid all that? Yeah, right. And admittedly, he struggled against Minnesota. No doubt, but man. Like, nobody's going to say that nobody's going to make the argument that Timmons played well. For sure. Like, you can look at his Corsi numbers and say, Timmons, it was great. But then you have to actually have watched that game. Uh, him being primarily responsible for two clean breakaways against... That's problematic, man. Like, you can't do that. Right. Those are the highest of high danger chances you just gave up. You don't have to give away very many Corsi <laughs> events of if they're all breakaways right. to, to look bad. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it's it, it's just that he just he didn't play very well, but like okay, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to ride that out. All right. You you committed like to some this. of those rookie mistakes by putting him on a lineup. Right. When you put McCarr and Timmons and Graves into a lineup together, you understood what you were getting. Yeah. And you were under, you understood that Kale McCarr had 10 games. Plus, he's a special talent that shouldn't be compared. Very true. You know, Ryan Graves had 26 games last year. It's like... You've got to let you've got to let some of these guys work through some of this stuff, and I understand you're trying to win games, but like, could you expect Connor Timmons to be there helping you? Yeah, and to to have given him, and I get like two penalty filled games, and he only he, he got like one shift on the PK each game. Right, he he had pretty low minutes because of it. Yeah, I I just don't, I I don't. Uh, <laughs> 
I, I don't, with Connor Timmons, man, I don't understand why you would just give him two games. Right. He, if you were going to do that, you could have started him in the AHL and, and called him up when you felt like he was ready. Anyway. Right. Especially, like, if you think if you think Cole's going to come back that quickly, just play your veterans. Yeah. You know, like, if you felt like, hey, Timmons earned this in the preseason, he undid the entire preseason in two and, games? Right. That doesn't add up at all. Like, it just seems... Especially it, considering they won both games. Right, and you can't even be like, oh, well, they're 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 playing poorly, yeah. you know? Like, because, again, like, you look at the, the on-paper, the on-ice results when they're out there, both Graves and Timmons had, you know, good numbers. Yep. And then, of course, you watch it and you're like, okay, Timmons made some serious mistakes. But he's going to. Yeah. It's... It's part of the the process there for him. I I am curious. It does sound like Cole is very close to coming back. And if Cole's healthy, healthy, and he comes back, like for me, like that's different. But like if you call up a Rosen or a Connaughton, yeah, and you're like, hey, let's put, and that guy comes into the lineup ahead of him, like then then what was the point? Even right. and this is nothing against any of these dudes, but even Barb's in the lineup. It should have just been that way on opening night. Yeah, why? Why, why did you, you change it for those? two games? Yeah, yeah. like Timmons, I, I just don't understand how you can earn something in the preseason and then three days later unearn it. Right. Like it, did, Sheldon Dry's got a, two months of a leash last year because of his preseason. Yep. He did have a hot start, to be fair. And but. and like, but he wasn't. It wasn't like he was lights out every single exactly, night. Yeah. And playing in a limited role, same thing. And this is this is the inconsistent way that they that they treat their players. I don't want to say treat them like they're like oh they've treated Connor Timmons so terribly. <laughs> Joke of an organization. Like not not what I'm saying. Yeah. I just mean like it's an inconsistent way that they handle these situations, that they handle their young players and they balance some things out. You know, okay, yes, you have some defensive depth. That's fine. Then use why why not just have that be a thing at the start of the season? Well, I don't I just don't what I don't understand is having him start the year here, talking him up and saying, "Oh, well he's earned this and we think he's going to play big minutes for us." And then two games he's gone. You that wasn't the case at all. And I hate to keep bringing it up, but he has not played a single professional game before opening night and had 18 months off, essentially, of hockey. Yeah. And you're going to jerk him around by starting him in the NHL for two games yeah. and then send him back to the AHL. It just doesn't add up. It It's just a weird – and, like, you can pull positives from it. Like, sure. Okay. He's gotten a taste of it. He understands what he needs to work on. You know, it's not, it's not like this is all bad. It's just sort of a strange message that you're sending. And it's and it's a bizarre handling of a player who had done very, very, very well for you in that preseason. You know, which is supposed to be like a tryout period of time. And they treated it that way when, the, when he made the team. And then two games in and you're like, well, we don't want to deal with the rookie mistakes. Right. It's like, where's the disconnect that, that led you to this? It's... You should have known what was coming. Just it's just a breakdown in logic, I think. Yeah, and it just doesn't track. Yep. And I I feel like this is constantly an organization with competing ideals. They're trying to develop the young talent that they've accumulated, which is an impressive amount. I mean, you got to give them that. It's an it, they've they've done a good job of building a solid base of young players. But now that you're in a in a window where you're trying to win. And not just saying, well, hey, we're just going to drop a bunch of kids in the NHL and however it plays out, it plays out. 
Now you're trying to win a cup, man. You're trying to win the Central Division. You're trying to get home ice for a first round of the playoffs. You still have to balance those two things out. Yep. And this is something we talked about at the beginning of the year, how we wanted to see how they would do it with a guy like Martin Cout as the season went on. Right. We're two games into the season and now having this conversation again because they did make a bold call to keep Timmons and then play him. And then immediately backed off it. And Right. And they were like, okay, well, we can gear that down. You know, they I mean, they played Bowen Byram in almost every opportunity that they had in the preseason. They were begging that guy to win a job. And he just didn't. Right. And... And Timmons did. Right. Straight up. And then after two NHL games, after 20 minutes on ice, they've decided. Not for them. Yeah. Let's let's back this down and we'll see how this goes. And and it's in the name of Ryan Graves' love. Yeah. It's. And that's that's the other part of this that, that strikes me as kind of bizarre is that all of a sudden now Bednar has a huge affinity for Ryan Graves. Which and, is. And looks at him as new Nemeth. Which is weird because he was good against Minnesota, but he struggled himself in Game One. Right, and and there were moments in Game Two. You know, I yeah. I'm I've pinned, pinned the, the the breakaways on Timmins, but Graves is the partner there. Right, well, and Graves Graves pinched in the same time Timmins had also pinched in and was just getting back to the blue line. Yep. When Graves pinched in, that helped create one of those breakaways. Right. You know, and so you could easily put. A small portion of that also on Graves for for a very, very questionable decision that did not go their way. And and I think, you know, with Graves, I thought he was okay. Obviously, when you get the empty net goal at the end of the game there, you're like, oh, you're feeling a little better than you otherwise might have been. But I didn't think I didn't think it was such a dominant performance. I didn't think it was such a good game. I thought it was a solid effort. But if I'm if I'm picking between him and Timmons to play next to Ian Cole, like that's a lot of that's a lot of foot speed questions. Not that Timmons doesn't also have those because we saw that being exposed pretty hard in those first couple games, yeah. uh, but it's it's also a style problem. Neither Cole nor Graves are going to give you much of anything on offense. And is it really going to be like a true just like shut down pair? Is that just what you want to do? You want to get those guys out there and hope for block shots and shot suppression? Because neither one of them have the puck skills to drive any kind of offense. Right. You know, and so maybe that's where Zadorov comes in, where he has a little bit more of an offensive touch, but he's already got to be in the offensive zone to ha- to show it off. It's not it's not going to be a zone exit kind of thing. Yeah. And that's the issue with the Cole Graves and Zadorov trio on your blue line, is that half of your blue line is going to have major zone exit and zone entry issues. We we saw it with Belmar at the end of the Minnesota game. Wins three faceoffs in a row. The Evs immediately ice all of them. Right. And it's like, oh, not this again. Right. So the the puck control, even to just be able to dump it out safely without icing it. Right. I mean, just to, just to, just to do the Barbario. Right. Where he exactly. flips it up into center ice. He yeah. flips it over everybody's head and has it land at center ice. And, you know, all right, there's your clear without an icing. Right. It's... It's it's not the sure. it's not the slap shot rim around the boards that is guaranteed to be icing every single time. Yeah. All right. Well, we can uh, go ahead and end segment two there as I take another sip of my beer here. And if you want to get a beer like this delivered, well, Total Beverage has a fantastic deal for you. They're offering thirty. 
that's right, 30, I can't stress it enough, 30% off for the DNVR fam. 30% off when you order a purchase of $25 or more. You can use code DNVR2019 online or on the Total Beverage app, which you can download today. As you may or may not know, Total Beverage delivers to the majority of the metro area, from Lakewood to Boulder and from Aurora to Brighton, and they have the lowest prices in the state. Plus, they now offer CBD products. That's right, from drinks to gummies, you can enjoy your CBD products on your next visit. Really, don't let this offer pass you by. 30% does not come around very often. Use it while you can. Order today. That's 30% on orders of $25 or more. And better yet, you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home because you can get it delivered. Cheers. All right, final segment here. I do want to touch on a little bit of that defensive side of things. Kelly Rosen was sent down. Batty. Batty. Total batty. Don't like him. Oh, the worst. <laughs> Two points. Bring him back. For the Eagles over Bring the weekend. Back. Bringing him? Bring him back. Even though he's a baddie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he was a baddie, and then he got two points, so bring him back. Well, I mean, he was also a minus five, but... <laughs> Look, bring him back. Okay. I, I mean, that's <laughs> that's what I want. I think they should bring him back. He won't play. I know. It's, it's just to be the guy who sits in the press box, but Rosen has a billion games experience anyway. He doesn't need to be in the AHL. He, well, I mean, this is the conversation we should have had a week ago. Very true. I mean, I mean we they, kind of did chose, have it a week ago. When they chose Timmons <laughs> over Rosen, this is the exact conversation that took place. Right. Was, well, so. he doesn't have anything left to prove, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Is it just the, the delayed chain reaction effect for him now where that's no, where he ends No, you know, up, if, if they activate Cole off IR, you don't do anything. That's true. You just if Cole Timmons truly Cole. is ready, yeah, um, then you don't touch it because you've got to you've got to keep Wilson and Kamenev just chilling. Yeah, <laughs> they're well. I mean, we've talked about the Wilson situation as well because that yeah. that kind of throws a wrench into things too, especially because Nuchushkin looks great. He picked up an assist already. Calm he, down. I'm why. I. I thought he was a lot better in game he one. He was. Than game two. But he, in, if, game, game two, he, it was a nice play. He stepped in front of the pass, and then he threw it at the net, and it but, turned in. And, hey, he earned the assist, but I thought that that might have been the last time I noticed him in the game. Like, that, it was it was nowhere near as good as Sure, but if that's what he's going to bring as a baseline level. Oh, yeah. I said, I even put it, when I when I put his grade in there, and I said, if he if he does this every night, you're fine. Right, exactly. You're going to be so, totally happy with your fourth line. Yeah, so that what I'm saying is, if he can maintain that, things ain't getting any easier for Colin Wilson. Well, is that where Tyson, the Tyson Jost question comes in? It's one that you're going to have to have pretty soon, at the very least. I mean, Kadri hasn't produced, and... Kadri looks great, though. <laughs> yeah, but I thought Jost had a good a good first game. I mean, four shots on goal and three hits. He's playing... He's played the kind of two-way game that you need to see him play. And then in game two, it's marred by two penalties that he takes. Yeah. One of which most all of us would agree was one of those unique interpretations that we would not agree with. That's true. He also drew two penalties. I, I'm i not saying he had a bad game, but if you're picking out the players that are potentially someone you could sit to get Colin Wilson in, is he at the bottom of the totem pole? No, man. I don't. I mean, the totem pole doesn't exist right now because I think the team has played too well. You say and, that, and, but and they and just sent of, Timmons away. Okay, but you picked like the one guy. 
<laughs> like the one that they sent away was like the one guy where you could be like, oh, the weak link. The, I don't disagree with that. I I do think Timmons was at least it, it, certainly against Minnesota was the worst game of anyone on the ice. Yeah, which still wasn't that bad. But right. I think I gave him like a C minus. Yeah, right. Because it was like, look, like again, you go and you look at what actually happened when he was on the ice. You know, it, they only gave up. The Avs only gave up four shots on goal with Connor Timmons on the ice. Two it, of them just happened. Two to be of them were just breakaways, <laughs> yeah. and that was the problem. Right. And Grubauer bailed him out anyway, but <laughs> right, it led to nothing. It led to no goals against. So, yeah. Right. And hey, he kind of made a sort of pinch on the on the Belmar yeah, goal. He he did keep the puck in, and he, well, really, I mean, he he skated forward, and then they moved the puck. He disrupted it a bit, but yeah, it, it was really Nachushkin covering back for him. That right, like Nachushkin made the play. <laughs> yeah. Timmons lost both the foot race and the puck battle, but I guess you could say that he was his presence might have caused Maybe, it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I I think you'd be stretching to turn that into a credit for Connor Timmons. There. Maybe a little, but. I think it was a good read, but he lost the foot race right. and the puck battle, and it was like, had that not gone that way, we would not be sitting here stretching like Stretch Armstrong <laughs> to turn this into a Timmons positive. <laughs> oh, man. Let's bust out the Fantastic Four here pretty soon. No, don't do that. Fantastic Four is terrible. I, yeah, you're correct there. They have yet to make a quality I don't. Fantastic I don't understand the obsession with someone as awful as Reed Richards. <laughs> Like, Don't look at me. Sue Storm's true superpower was putting up with Reed Richards. <laughs> that was it. All right. It wasn't the fact that she could turn invisible and make cool force fields and bubbles and stuff. It was the fact that she put up with that dude. <laughs> Comic book love is for real. Oh, you're not wrong there. That's, again, we need to get this webcomic started. Oh, dude. We already have the big moose character. Yeah, and we got Miko the moose. Yeah. I gave the Viking. Gave the Viking, and then I see. I don't know what Nate is. I always just picture McKinnon as McKinnon awkwardly next to like a moose and a Viking. See, I just picture him as a golden retriever. There you go. It's sold. But I don't want it to be like like the two like dudes. Like you got Miko the moose, and then like McKinnon is an actual golden retriever. Yeah. That'd be a little weird. Yeah. An anamorphic golden retriever or something. Dude. <laughs> We're getting a little into the weeds here, but go back to the Animorphs days. Oh man, I've read like one of those books. Not gonna lie, I didn't even like them that much. BRB turning into a dolphin and swimming away from this conversation. What, what a lame one it would yeah. be to turn into a dolphin, dude. I I mean, I guess it'd be cooler like, if I didn't live in Colorado, like, but like the majority of them, it's like I don't really want to be any of those guys. <laughs> all I'm worried about is all the predators, and the food chain has drastically <laughs> changed for me. <laughs> Where I go from being at the top of it to being terrified of my place in it. <laughs> just the appeal of it. Maybe not the best idea if you dig into it. <laughs> um, the Avs PK. Yeah, a natural transition. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be the best idea right as, now. As normal a segue as we'll ever have. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to say the Avs PK is certainly not at the top of the food chain right now. Oh, dude, it's bad. Yeah. It's... What I don't like about it is that they're they're daring teams to to go with that royal road pass, right. and team, teams are doing it, and they're doing it effectively. <laughs> yep. And when they're over committing to stopping the royal road, they're letting that guy from the point walk in. 
also very bad. Right. And when that guy is Matt Dumbo or Mark Giordano, he's like, going to end you. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like, you pick a dude. Like, teams are going to have their, their top guys there. Yep. You know, uh, Colorado, if Colorado, if somebody tried to defend Colorado that way, Nathan McKinnon would walk in by himself and score. You think you think you think an opposing team is going to be OK with that? And for whatever reason, no, I say Colorado's OK with it. But right now, this is how they're playing it. This is how they're defending. Yeah. They're either exposing the railroad or they're giving up that guy, that point man to just walk in by himself because they've overcommitted. Why is that the the Sophie's choice you've backed yourself into? It, right, it doesn't seem it's one of the the big standouts of of PKs is is maintaining your box, and you hold it together. Yes, you do run into some problems with the Royal Road there. You kind of have to stagger your two forwards to avoid that, but. With the way the Avs are doing it, and it had, this happened multiple times where they would collapse down, mm-hmm. the puck would get sent back out high, and neither of the forwards communicated at all. So they both charge the puck carrier, and then both wings are completely wide open, right. and you just can't have it. And that means both flanks are open whenever they decide to move the puck. Yep. And I just I don't I don't like the way that they utilize their forwards. Yeah, where they kind of have them on like a it's it's like they're it's like they're chained. Right to a certain part of the ice, and they can only They're, skate it's around. It's like when you're chain. nine years old and you're learning how to play zone in basketball. That's right. kind of what it's like. <laughs> yeah, I didn't learn how to play basketball as a, as a nine year old. So yeah, it's more like when you're like five or something. I don't know when pe- people start playing basketball. I didn't start playing organized basketball until I was like sixteen. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had to find something when I when I the concussions uh, made me give up hockey. That's when I started playing basketball. So you never like went down to the YMCA and they give you your like colored wristband and you have to match up with the same colored guy. Really? No, um, I did not have to match up with colored guys. <laughs> well, that sounds. I don't like. <laughs> so you you were doing okay in your basketball league then? Uh, yeah. I mean, um, you know. I played. I played with some dudes who were pretty good back in the day. I a couple I, guys that ended up playing like. I never played with anyone good, and I like, was terrible. So they, they played like like major high level. Yeah, like yeah. D one. Like like one of them played at Arizona. Wow. Yeah. That's right. Legit. And I'm like, and you got into this at 16. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and I was short, so. Well, but I could I could shoot. Yeah, I was, I, I was ahead of the game. <laughs> I was all about shooting threes because I didn't want to get anywhere near <laughs> inside with didn't all the want big those kids. big swats. Coming. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is a question I get asked a lot based on who can dunk on the Avs. So I kind of want to just say, who do you think is the best basketball player on the Avs? Zadorov, if only because I've asked him this before. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he just like Shaq down low, kind of, or what? I would imagine so. Yeah. But he's got pretty good feet. I would imagine EJ might have that coordination, too, between yeah. between the feet and the hands. I bet he would be pretty good. That's interesting. Um, I wish I wish they would be a little bit better together on the PK. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it, Hey, I think those two are better together than when it's EJ and Graves. They still seem to be. Oh well, and that's real an experience dicey, thing, right? Obviously, Graves it's... Graves has to get that communication down. And it's funny that like last year, like Ian Cole was the source of frustration for so many people. Yeah, and it's like now I'm like, please come back. We'd take it any day of the week. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like please come back and let me see if this is as bad as I remember, or if this is a significant upgrade from. Rolling out Graves and Zadorov and right. EJ and just kind of hoping for the best because like you got Ian Cole for this, 
pretty much that yeah he's paid can, to do the defensive side of of the work right and if you can like get if you can get a coal type guy out of graves eventually great you did a really good job of developing him yeah uh but he's not there yet and so again we're going to see this the the development is going to lose out to the veteran yeah it's it's a tough situation because there are situations perhaps like this one where I do think it's the right decision just because I look at Graves and I don't see that much more upside there yeah and and part of that is age part of that is just the type of player that he is his foot speed things like that yeah and the physical limitations we saw last year yeah. a lot and you know when you see 26 games of them you see them that's a, a lot decent of, sample size right i mean you're talking about a fourth of an nhl season yeah. so it's still small in that you're you're still projecting but you still see like you've seen a lot of he's been exposed in times you see where he's struggled you see other things yeah so Right, and at, at Cole's such a polarizing player. When you look which, at the underlying metrics, it's yeah, way better than which, people which make which it I out just, to be. But you know, last year he if one of those underlying metrics was his PDO, yeah, where it was it was really really low. Yeah, it was like, garbage. It was really low. Like at one point, it was like below nine hundred. That's really bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, like nine fifty is a guy that's extremely right. unlucky. It's supposed to even out to about an even one. Right. And it was it was really really low last year where it felt like every bad break, every mistake, every everything went against him. And it's why he had the lowest on ice save percentage by far of the Avs D last year. Yeah. If that if that evens out, he looks a lot better. All right. Avs are two zero. Yeah, we went through a lot of negativity. Well, I mean, there. like they're two and zero, and they look really good right. overall. Yeah, they look really good at five v five. It's the most encouraging part to me is, especially against Minnesota, it was like Abs clearly have way more to give, and they <laughs> and they handled Minnesota. Yeah, and so. like, and we're talking about the same problem that they had last year, where the second line just hasn't done anything. Right, <laughs> they have more production from their third line than their second. And Matt Calvert, two points. Yeah. Donskoy has two goals. Yeah. Playing on the third line, Comfer has a goal. Right. So it's 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 just right now they're just trying to get it going. It comes back to the weirdness of not keeping Donskoy with Kadri with such great chemistry, but that's a topic it's, for another pot. I think. Well, and it's it's also like you look at that and it's like okay, well you have a guy in Jost in a role that he's never really played because he hasn't really consistently gotten top six minutes as a forward, and he's still like it's all even strength for him. Right. It, the five-on-five five play looks good with Kadri, though, I will say. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm not worried about the points coming there. No, oh, I, I think I think Kadri looks really good. Right. And I think I think that second line has shown a lot of, in, of encouraging stuff so far. Right. I'm not at all worried about that line getting it going. It's just a matter of it needs to start it, going. It needs to, it needs to show up on the score sheet. You can only talk process for so long, yeah. you know, and... And, like, the first two games, once you start to get into game four, game five, you're like, okay, you guys need to start to produce here. Right. The time is now. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to leave this homestand still looking for that first, for you know, sure. first, like, substantial production. Yeah. You know, they, they could they could use a couple of goals. 
in the next couple of games. And Boston's a great opponent to do that because they're going to devote so many of their top defensive top line. Yeah, yeah, you know, top defensive guys to stopping McKinnon and Co. That this is a this is a great time to get going. Yeah, open season, and we know Kadri against Boston is always a thing. So yeah. I'm excited for it. It's, it's a couple days off before we get there, three even, but it will come. We'll finish up this homestand. Abs always seem to play Boston well early in the year. I'm excited for it. Guess we'll go ahead and, and wrap this live pod here. Thank you, everyone, for watching live. If you did, if not, AJ might call you a sucker for not watching live, but I still appreciate you. What? <laughs> you called them suckers last time. I love everybody. Yeah, of course you do. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, as we head out, we appreciate you either way. <laughs> Head on over to DNVR for a bunch more coverage from us. We just launched the new Big Moose Miko shirt. Highly recommend it. I think it looks fantastic. It's well, adorable. I know. It's, it's. I'm telling you, we're one-third of the way to the webcomic with that shirt. It's, yeah. it's perfect. Landy, Landy the Viking is going to be a fun one, too. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to You could definitely do some fun cartoony stuff with, yeah. with that, too, I think. But, but that's going to do it pay some final bills before we get out of here and then we'll say goodbye in need of a top dog electrician for over 35 years piper electric has been the most fairly priced dependable and trustworthy electrical contract companies in the denver community if you call 303-646-6765 they'll give you the dnvr back to school hookup and save you 20 percent off your next service call no job is too big or too small for piper electric they work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz whether it's residential commercial or industrial work don't forget you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20 percent off your next service call and we will talk to you tomorrow